Welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast, episode 14. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about supernatural and unexplainable occurrences. This week's hero is Scott Stuckey. Scott is DC royalty and is an incredible songwriter, producer, director, and all-around super legend. One amazing thing he created is Pancake Mountain, the most awesome show in the world. Pancake Mountain has had the most amazing people and musicians you can imagine on it. Scott has also directed music videos for the coolest people ever, including Skating Polly, Garbage, and Alice Back. Needless to say, I'm a huge Scott Stuckey fan. One thing I do want to disclose is possible trigger warning content. Scott and I are huge dog fans. Please be warned that in the heat of the moment, we dive into some questionable, almost borderline anti-cat conversation. I want to make it clear that I now realize it is possible to love cats as much as dogs, and I apologize for anyone that I hurt. Thank you for understanding. Please welcome to your head and heart, Scott Stucky. Hey! Welcome! Welcome to today! I'm Thank so you. happy to see you! Um, I'm so happy to be here! Thanks so much for coming. I wanted to kind of start by telling you something uh, sort of funny, um, as that you don't know, but um, when we did the Alice Bag video, um, and I got to... I, and I f- found out who it was with you and I found out we were going to like get the costume uh, at Sunday's best. And I was like, I'm going to meet him. Oh my God. Like I was so nervous um, to be in proximity to you because I'm, I'm just such a huge fan of yours. Um, and I, I, you know, pancake mountain and, and so many other things is like, to me, the coolest thing in the world, like, there's just nothing cooler. And I was so nervous. And I was like, tr- when I went to like try on the clothes in the back, I was like, oh, like, what do I do? I like, it was just so, 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 so cool and scary. And uh, I just wanted to tell you that I'm such a huge oh fan my God. of yours. <laughs> I, I was nervous that day. I'm such a huge fan of yours, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to Bonnie. Oh, no. Um, that makes it that's so great. Thank you. Those are such kind words. Yeah, no, that and that was so fun. Uh, that was the first time I had been inside of the new Bob Baker marionette theater. And it was just so right? magical. And like, um, it's yeah. Magical. And yeah, yeah, the Alice Bag podcast uh, came out today. So I've just been like, reminiscing in my mind all about Alice Bag, and it's just you know it's just so many great um she's so good at getting so many people together and so are you um and I like went on your like Wikipedia today to just be like well you know just have some some you know bring up memories and I was like there I can't you have met so many people and done so much amazing art and stuff for kids like um, can you talk uh, about that um, a little bit? <laughs> yeah, well, I just really always imagined or wanted kind of that cable access show. Like when I was young, there was a lot more local or regional TV. Yeah. And I always liked that idea that you could see someone you know just on TV. They would have this guy that did the weather dress up as like Dracula so, uh, yeah. at night to do like horror film yeah. thing. 
he would dress up like a clown during the day and do kids shows. And I just always loved just that kind of acting where it just has to be natural. You know, these guys aren't trained or anything. And it's just always such, I like that better than when syndication started. Everything was just kind of the same cookie cutter kind of thing. And I want to yeah. bring back something that was just wild and wacky. And I've always loved music and been involved in music. So I thought to combine it, it yeah. would be great. And kids really have a good like bullshit meter. If they don't like something yeah. or things too, it's interesting how they react to like different music. For the most part, good music is good music, you right. know? And I remember loving my pa parents' albums, even when I was young. I didn't really necessarily always like my Sesame Street songs or right. stuff. And I found that to be true. You know, kids really... And some of them know more about the bands or music than I do. I mean, they'll have, like, articles yeah. from The New Yorker about <laughs> um, a band or something we had on. Or, yeah, you know, what... Like, what wow, or what... Today. Sorry, what music did your parents listen to that you took on as your own? Well, my mom, we always had kind of a really funny household. I'm born in Georgia, but when I was like two, we moved to D.C. Okay. and didn't really have any family. But all these people from Georgia would constantly be coming or living with us and stuff. So we always had different, usually older people when I was growing up, living in our house. Oh, and people cool. would just come by. Well, I really had this, who we called Anne and Uncle, like in the South. Yeah, yeah. Really related. <laughs> that had really great taste. And they, along with my mom, listened to a lot of like, um, well, Bob Dylan is my mom's favorite. Cool. Uh, Patti Smith, you know, oh, she wow. likes those kind of like hard stuff. So good stuff. Uh, Cat Stevens and Elton John are really big. But when Elton John was hip, those first like six <laughs> records or that's you know so five cool. or so. No, that's and amazing. He was street back in the day. So um yeah, I think I was exposed to really good music. That's so cool. Um yeah, I I mean DC, that's like that's really like such a insular, like cool music scene that could have only happened there and all that stuff. Can you talk about growing up like like in D.C.? That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> oh, it was, especially at that time. Yeah. Well, that's like that's what makes time. For like TV shows. Yeah. I mean, TV shows are kind of a prohibitive art form. Like any like paint, you need nothing but a canvas or to right. sing. You're just your voice. But you need cameras and lights and people. But growing it up in that whole do-it-yourself environment made you really think, we don't need a record label or a TV company or a publisher to do this. So we can just do it. And there's yeah. public access TV and we can throw it out there. Um, so that made me really think that, wow, I can do this. So I think growing up there really helped me understand that, that anything is, is possible. And it's like, I guess, any movement. I wonder if people know like the folk singers in Greenwich Village in the 60s, did they know they were in the middle of something great happening? You wonder, like, yeah. you know, did I you think know? Did this punk movement, was everyone there? No, I just knew like, wow, this is really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, my second concert was a Bad Brains concert. So cool. And before that, I'd seen uh, Ted Nugent at the Capitol Center, like with 20,000 people. Yeah. And I was probably like, 13 or something. Yeah. And then like three weeks later to go to this bad brain show and see that you could be this close to the audience yeah. 
and interact with people like that. And they were yeah. just, if you've ever seen their live footage, they were crazy. Yeah. And yeah. that just blew me away to the whole punk scene. Yeah. And then to get to know, you know, the guys like Minor Threat and hanging out and knowing those bands. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it felt special to me, but, you know, I didn't know like Straight Edge would become such a movement and yeah. things like that from it. So, yeah, that's so uh, cool. That's the yeah, kind of place to grow up. Yeah. So you feel like that kind of um, had had a major like, I mean, because it's hard to separate yourself from it. Like, you know, you, you said that you, you know, grew up there and <laughs> became DIY because of there. But also you made it um, you made it that yeah. way. Um, so that's so cool. Um, and there's a lot of collaborative people. I think too that it's um, which I thought LA would be the kind of the exact opposite, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. more like New York where everyone's kind of guarding their things. But everyone there is so willing to work together and share and kind of do these things together, yeah, uh, just for the fun of doing them. For the because you know, these people have to create and have to yeah. be doing this. Yeah. So and I was so happily surprised where LA had all these little scenes and stuff. Yeah. Too going on. Yeah. You know. Don't sure. you feel that about LA? I do. I feel like um I feel like it comes in waves and I think right now is the wave of like getting together and just I mean not exactly right now because of COVID, but like before that it was yeah, it's just everyone getting together and yeah. um being together and making stuff together and um, like the Alice Back thing, her just pulling all these people together, yeah, you know, was, and the video yeah. before that we did, uh, 77 with yeah. Kathleen Hanna and Allison Wolf. I love that video. Seth so Bogart, Shirley Manson, pulling things. But, you know, getting just that thing, and these people were like, of course I want to be part of that. You yeah, know? And totally. it's not like, oh, I don't know, call my agent. I can't, yeah, yeah. you know, is it SAG? Is it union? Or, you know, no, we're just creating stuff. So, yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like. I, I feel that too. Yeah. The the scene here, I feel like in the 70s was really um, super inclusive. And I feel like there's parts of that that have stuck around, um, you know, that it's not like super snobby um, or anything like that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's. I think it was, I think it started in the seventies here. Just people being like, just be yourself. Be Probably yourself. up in Laurel Cannon and stuff. Yeah. And those yeah. Oh, we're yeah. better songwriters than everyone else. So, <laughs> uh-huh. and they probably were better songwriters than everyone else. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, where's my, oh, okay. I have a little dog that's like, uh, usually I have a pillow on the desk that she likes to sit on. She's just like, uh-huh. She needs to be like really close to my head for some reason at all times. Very, very strange gal, but, uh, but she's what not. What kind of dog is it? She's a, um, a Maltese poodle. <laughs> she's like a white fluffy. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. She looks like a little. So layout. she doesn't shed the, with the, the poodle in her. She won't shed really. She doesn't shed. The one thing that's a little annoying uh is like her hair grows really really fast and she gets like bummed out Uh if it's (laughs) i think it's because of peripheral vision like she loses it but she starts to get depressed after like when after like six weeks like after she's all cleaned up nice (laughs) it's pretty funny to see like a dog just like mope about because it doesn't have the haircut it wants but you know it's it's really happy they're special talk about just staying 
beings or supernatural or things unexplained and stuff. To me, dogs are just unlike any other. I've always been such a dog person, and I don't see how anyone doesn't just feel the soul and feelings. It's like I can read their minds sometimes or know what you really get so in tune with them. And um, that's unexplained to me. That always, yeah, I agree with you. They can see ghosts and stuff. Sometimes my dog just looks at one thick spot. He'll find a spot and just stare, and there's nothing there. Whoa. He'll like growl, and he sees something. Yeah, you know? what kind he of dog? Knows. Is it's it? usually the same spot. Oh, really? it's a little terrier. It's oh. part terrier, part poodle. So that's oh, why I, I know the so poodle, cute. and I've had poodles before. I love um, and he's so cute. Yeah, and he's okay. little, and, and I taught him to skateboard. Oh, cool! Which just to think, can I do it? You know, is it possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, it is. There's a YouTube video for that too. Like everything, there's a yeah. how-to, and that's so cool. He took to it. Yeah, our studio, so. our studio has like a a a wall that um, the studio we record at, and Alice records there, has a wall that um, I guess had like a like a dog would was just barking at it incessantly, just this one spot on the wall, just over and over, like just, you know, while sessions were happening and it was, you know, you don't want a dog to be, it's bad for them. You know, it's, they're hurting themselves and it was just freaking out, barking like at this wall. And then they had to get someone to come and clear it. Um, And they found out that there was like a portal there. Um, And I don't know, I don't know of, of which I speak entirely, but, um, but yeah, I've always, I mean, that, that place has been obviously magical and bizarre and really open, uh, for us, but yeah, the dog was like seeing something and, uh, a lady came and cleansed the portal or something and then, and shut it. And then the dog stopped barking forever. Like not forever. No way. Wow. Yeah, it, it just wasn't the same spot. Some it just yeah changed. It wasn't interested anymore. Um, and the lady, I don't think, interacted with the dog. She just interacted with the room. Um, so take that as you will. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, wait, I want to ask. Have you ever heard of dogs that can be at two places at the same time? No. <laughs> Please tell me what you're. <laughs> My friend and uh, this artist I loved and did a few of his records, Vic Chestnut, yeah, um, has a song called "Bilocating Dog," which is just so catchy. And one day I had to say, "Vic, what is that about?" I was like, "You don't know about that? It's when dogs can be in the same place at the same time." And I googled and looked everywhere, and I found nothing on this. And he swears like it's a thing wow. that people swear by. That's so. And it's a whole song about the bilocating dog, and he can be located in two spots. The bilocating. And, um, yeah, it's really cute. It's a cute that's song, amazing. but it's always made me wonder, what's that about? So, yeah. yeah. No, that's really cool. I feel like, I mean, you know, they're finding out all sorts of things about dogs and cats, like cats in the old age homes that, like, go and sit in the room with someone that's about to die, like, the next day or the day after. And, like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And that, I'm kind of scared of cats because of that story but you know i'm like what do you know how do you i've heard that and i'm kind of scared of cats for that reason yeah like yeah. what is it that they're sensing do you believe people are either mainly a dog person or a cat person i do i think or can you love both equally? i think you can but i think that 
like if you look at the whole thing, I think it's like <laughs> I'm so I was about to totally try try math, but I think it's probably like 45, 45 and then 10. 10% of people are yeah. just like mixed up. But I, yeah, I feel like, cause my friends that are like cat people, I'll just be like, I don't like, but you don't like dogs better. You don't. And you know, and they're like, yeah. why don't you yeah, like cats I better? Saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But I think, no, you just, I think they're two kind of people. You're one or the other. You're one or the other pretty much yeah, yeah. there's well, probably 10 percent that can yeah i lived with a cat for the last two months uh little ghost our tour manager stayed with me um uh while my family was away and she brought her cat and it it was a pretty dog type cat like it liked to hang out or be where you know if we were outside like it would be outside with us but yeah, I like something that wags its tail and like really like wants you to know that it's happy. Like dogs just want you to know oh. it's happy. I, I can't and, see. And they'll do anything <laughs> for you. The unconditional love just blows my mind that yeah. how they will do. I mean, Toby will get up at three in the morning. And if I want to run five miles, he'd be like, fuck, yeah, let's go in the rain. <laughs> well, even better. Oh, wow. How old, how, how old is he? How old is he? He just turned seven a few days ago. Oh, seven. Happy birthday. A few days ago. That's yeah. good. Happy birthday. But he still looks like a puppy. So that's so cool. You run. Like, you run. You're uh, I walk a lot. Okay. No, I'm a walker. Oh, okay. I'm more of a walker than a oh, runner. Cool. But I'm just saying, if I wanted to run and right. step it up a notch, he would be down with it. I'm just saying Toby's down for beyond what I even do. Okay. Toby goes beyond okay. that. I was like, tell and me. And what about I love that. about him is in the meantime, he sleep. I've read that dogs sleep like 75, 80% of the time, yeah. but that they're not lazy. They're just conserving their energy for when you need it or need them. Ooh, that is then they tap into it and will do anything, you know? That's so sweet. Um, and that's so sweet because a cat would not do shit for you. A cat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really I, I love cats. Don't get me wrong. I love all animals so much. But dogs to me are just a whole special different thing. Yeah. Well, that's, the world can't all just like the same animal. That would be so boring. You know, yeah. like, um, yes. but thanks for saying that about dogs sleeping, because sometimes sometimes I'll feel pretty guilty. I'll be like, dang, like her day is four hours. And then the rest is sleeping. And I, I was just like, is, am I ruining her? So I'm always afraid I'm going to ruin the dog. But like, if, if they're, if she's happy and doing that, cause that's her job in life, then I can, I can like mark that off the list of, of fears. <laughs> and it kind of makes sense. I mean, we should all be more like that. We have to feel like we have to be busy or run around around you get stressed out and feel like i wish i could just be like toby and live so in the moment and not yeah. think too much about the future too much about the past just yeah. i'm gonna be happy now or, yeah or, do you, know. you um do you walk like every day or do you walk the dog every day is it is that yes well during covid i've been spending a lot of time in georgia my parents oh. live near beach Oh, so cool. That's awesome. Toby gets now from, we used to walk through Griffith Park on a leash. Now he runs just wide open on the beach and he is wild. Those little That's terrier nice. ears yeah. get pinned back That's and he just goes yeah. and goes. So he's, 
he's really, really happy. That's but so they can cool. cheer you up and they just, you know. Well, I'm, and I'm sorry. And I want to be more. Yeah, I feel bad uh, being so mean to cats, but it's like dogs, everything they do is their favorite. Like, oh, my God, it's time to eat. Oh, my God, it's time to look mm. outside. Oh, my God, it's time to go in the car. Oh, you know, like everything is like, yay, yay, yay. And a cat's just kind of like sitting there judging you. <laughs> That's how I feel, at least. I feel like the cat just thinks I look so funny. And it's just like, what's what's wrong with your hair? It's so silly. Like, why is it long? Like, yeah. Oh. where's your ears like you're missing ears yeah. on top where's your tail i just feel like that's how i feel uh i could be wrong but yeah and I, maybe in our lifetime they will like figure out what cats are thinking but for now i feel like a little bit judged by them to be honest <laughs> yeah but no other animal i can think of has the kind of soul or feel of a dog do you think they came from the same place i did could they have come from somewhere else or I think I, I'm starting to think some weird stuff, honestly. Uh, my, my idea of what uh, is um, terrestrial and extraterrestrial has, has been changing a lot. Just, uh, but I think dogs are earth creatures. Like, I think that, that it's like symbolic of earth is just like this yeah. floppy, silly, furry thing that wants to dig and like, and be your companion. Um, I think that's very earthly. And I, and that's like, that's something I love about earth is like these silly animals. Um, Maybe they're from here and we're not. I've always thought like an asteroid could have hit with DNA or something from another planet. And we slowly evolved like from the water or fish, still the same following the same route of evolution. But it started from another planet or something coming down here so we're the aliens because we're so different than everything else that's here yeah totally So we're the aliens i think think we are for sure i think there's i think that uh that's that's actually something i like to think about is that a lot of um life came from somewhere else just just like the same yeah following the same evolutionary 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 pattern (laughs) but like yeah yeah, like i'm sorry but starfish um octopus jellyfish seahorses i don't know what the evolutionary reason um that they stayed the same i guess it worked but i mean strange animals don't sand dollars i just what is it for i wonder i feel like it is either the most earthly or the most alien thing in the world. Um, and, and yeah. I don't know that it matters. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't know that it matters. Um, but you look at like the stuff going on in the ocean. We know so little about, and the ocean is so big. It's I always strange. say that we are so busy to explore space and we haven't even been to the bottom of the oceans. Yeah. I mean, the pressure down there is so cold and stuff. And what's beyond that, the floor of the ocean? And yeah, yeah, it's oh. a lot to think about. Yeah, but and- yeah, I did like recently I've been like on the obviously upset about the state of everything and was like, I can't believe they're sending people to space and all this. But I learned yesterday from my nephew listens to 
I don't know what it is, but I get some YouTuber who used to be an astronaut or something, but he said that actually we, as Americans, we only spend $9 a year to fund NASA. And I think that's good. I don't know how you feel about that, <laughs> but you think I, we should spend more. No, I mean, I think we should spend all our money on people here, but if it's only $9 a year, I feel like we should explore space, you know, that's a like, pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah I, I, and now people private, the private sector is getting into it like Elon Musk and stuff. So there is, you know, yeah. it's not that much. Yeah. But no, I agree. Or in the ocean, there's still so much. And dolphins, I believe, have special powers. Yeah, they um, do, for sure. A few years ago, I went swimming, not with them like in a controlled place, but out in the ocean where you just kind of saw them and stuff. But there was a weird vibe and feeling just being wow. around. You know, they definitely can communicate. And wow. I believe there's something different about dolphins yeah, and stuff, too. That's so cool. That's and they're really well trained. We have them like... The military uses them for all kind of stuff too, you know. Really, I've not. Uh, yeah, I've like, not like del. I'm. I have not like a deep diver into like uh, <laughs> the military. I don't know, uh, but yeah. that is something <laughs> I could get into. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool that you've been around dolphins, like marine mammals. I think are the coolest. They're so huge yeah. and oh. so weird, and they. What's so weird about um, dolphins and whales, like cetaceans, like they need to breathe oxygen from the air every 20 minutes. Like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. What if we had to put our head in a bowl of water every 20 minutes? Like, it's just so much, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. We don't explore the ocean enough. You're right. Yeah. I think Space and keep thinking there's more and more out there. I think right here there's so much we don't know. Yeah, That's we really- should maybe we should start a campaign. Just like if we're all collectively spending nine dollars for space research, maybe we should all spend nine dollars a year on sea research. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it would be really well, fruitful. Recently, I was reading about UFOs, and there's a whole group. You probably know more about this. I believe they're underwater UFOs also that come out of the ocean and stuff. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. That did, Were you reading about that recently? Or uh, really- I guess about two months ago. About yeah. two months ago. What did you... Just what- a lot of people have seen. That. Yeah. That's I so- don't know if I really believe... I believe there's alien life there's people more intelligent but i don't believe they've been down here my mom disagrees she thinks you know they've seen but no i just don't know none of the footage has looked convinced it all just looks like little dots or blips or none of it looks yeah well real enough to me and i think why would they and i think time time could be different for them so what we think of uh, i mean they could have been here but to them a thousand years is a day for us so they were here 3,000 years ago, which was a recent trip. And what do they need with us? Or, right. I do know, feel so like. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. No, it's, I, th- I think that's fair. And I think that's better. Um, science doesn't work that you decide what you think and then try and prove that. It's not like that. And mm-hmm. um, there isn't most of the evidence that uh, is why I believe is um, 
is is like people's memories um and things like that which mm. isn't isn't like a scientific way to um study anything but i i'm curious what's it like to grow up like did your dad believe in all sorts of things or like what's it like to grow up with parents that believe in stuff uh, well, my dad didn't as much, but my mom really believed in all that. Yeah. And, like um, and she said she's seen the whole stuff. Yeah. Oh, ghosts, she said, in their old houses in Georgia and stuff. They would yeah. hear the doors close or hear a piano so play, insane. something really tangible, you know, like that. And yeah. it would scare us to death as kids. You know, so I grew up really open minded about that. And I can still scare myself yeah. you know, at night of just if I think too much of things and just yeah. go, oh, shit, oh, shit. Um, yeah. But I'm still really skeptical of that. Yeah, that's you know, fair. It's... We go, we go. Yeah. Um, but so you were saying that you have like, I mean, because in the South, it's I don't know why. It's interesting to me because. Um, touring around the country, I find that more people in the South. More, more people where they're more religious are more open-minded um, and believe in all about of these things. Which, about that, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is so cool because, like, here, you know, where, where there isn't religion, there isn't a lot of belief, which is strange because uh, you wouldn't yeah. think religion would go hand-in-hand hand with, like, ghosts or aliens or all this stuff. But for some reason, and it might just be because there's been so many generations of families everywhere aside from here – that the, the stories are just part of, of your lore, your family's lore. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're saying you have aunts? Do you have? Yeah, but also believe in it. All on my mom's side. It's kind okay. of funny. They all really, really into, I think it's that Southern Gothic kind of thing about the South where yeah. you're right there. I mean, there are still faith healers and yeah. stuff like that so in these cool. little towns and just, yeah. they believe, I think they're more open to believe in that stuff. They're not, yeah. not as uh, cynical. I think. But, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's weird. also, it's older there. I mean, there's been people um, like there's been each family has was there for like an extra generation or two here is like, I'm like one of the weirdos. That's like a third generation Los Angeles human or whatever, you know, it's like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's not part of our lore yet, you know, but hopefully I can pass it along to my nephews, but that's so cool. I am really open-minded to the UFO thing. Yeah. Oh, and there was one story that happened that made me really start to kind of think maybe there, there could be. And I think it was in 2007 at, at Chicago O'Hara Airport. Yeah. And three different pilots at the same time radioed into control and said, we see this light right in front of us. And they all had co-pilots in the seats and everything too. And the control towers saw something on the thing and they couldn't identify what it was and it's all recorded them speaking and these airlines are separate from each other you know so they can't sit there and make up a story yeah and that was really to me like why would all the six people get together and lie in the control thing that and they know what things look like totally down there so yeah um that story really kind of changed me. And you can look it up on Wiki and stuff. So oh, it's like, yeah. wow, this is documented. That's These so people cool. saw this shit. Yeah. Have you? So that's as close to, I think, like, wow. I think you need to, I think everyone needs to see it to really believe it. Like, um, almost anything. It's just, we, 
it's so interesting when you're a kid, like everything is, everything exists. There's a guy, Santa, there's leprechauns, there's fairies, there's all of these things that just exist and there's quicksand and you're going to probably step in it and it's going to kill you if you don't learn, you know, all of these things are possibilities. And then as <laughs> right, you go right. along, it's like, nah, I don't know. Like I never saw one. I never saw one. So it kind of goes away, but yeah, I feel like if you, I feel like the realm of possibilities is huge. I believe almost anything at this point, uh, just because I've I've seen so many things. But I still, I, I will say that I've I go to lots of UFO conferences and all that stuff, and I've seen two. But I still am like, eh, you know, like uh, is that real? Or yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that are so strange about it. Obviously, but I mean, just even. At this point now, there's like drones and we don't know what other countries are doing. But um, yeah, I, I just really liked reading about it from like um, in the like cases from the 50s and 60s where it was like they were barely used to planes. So they thought like this was like you were a crazy person if you were talking about this. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. you were a yeah. nut job. And so I think it's funny that, um, yeah, it's, it's just how... Like if you believed in sci-fi in, you know, a while ago is anything, you know, in the forties and or the twenties, like believing in commercial flights is like you were a nut job. And it's just, just a hundred right. years yeah. has changed so much. And I think it's, it's really cool, but it's, yeah. If I didn't, I, I honestly, I just saw one. Like the one where I'm like, that is legit UFO um, this Christmas. So I was like, which is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can send where, it to you. But where was it? What happened? Yes. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. It's uh, it's not that exciting, but I'll send you the video. But just okay. all the things about the day were pretty weird. And I did everything like a little bit different and went to a different place. And like the time was. Like I, I wake up so early and that day I woke up so late, um, just all these things. And then I just get to the park and walk the dog. Um, and I just I like looked up and it was on Christmas Day. And I looked up and there was like this. Uh, wow. Yeah. Like a cylinder, which is what people are seeing a lot of lately. And the cylinder turned into kind of like the background here, like a a what a disc shape with like four uh -huh. lights. Um, and it just, Oh my God. Yeah. I'll send it to you. It's I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, it was man. really, it, I feel like if that didn't happen, I would be like, I don't know if it's, if it's a dimensional thing where we're just seeing a different dimension. Like, I don't know if, if we are up there and we're, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if this is a video game yeah. But what I do know is I saw a UFO on Christmas. I could send it to you. It's so weird. Like, do you think maybe, and I'm just saying that some people are more in tune to see it. Like, they're so intelligent. They're like, some people can't handle seeing that, that they only, they know who can handle this. And some people are more in tune to witnessing it. Well, maybe, yeah. I, I don't really know that much about it, like, from that way. I just, like... I know um, I'm a little bit part of this like um, abductee and 
contactee support group, like a support group. Uh, my friend, my friend's mom started a support group for people like 30 years ago that have been having these experiences and don't have anyone to talk to. And uh, I think that they choose. Certain Wait, your mom families. started this? Sorry to interrupt. What's that? Your mom started. Oh, this? no, no. Wait, my friend's mom. Uh Yvonne oh, Smith. Yeah, oh, okay. she started it. Um, and uh, they're oh, so cool. Yeah, typically stuff happens like in a family or it happens to someone their whole life. It doesn't usually like you see stuff your whole life. You usually don't all of the sudden see something later on in life unless it's, you know, they don't, there's no answers or right or wrong to any of it. But typically, the reason that this right. was weird is because it almost felt compelled to go there the whole day to see it. Um, like, see, that's out- what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. You're yeah. You're in tune to it. Yeah. In some I, way. Something happened. Cause it was, it, I was brought outside at a different time than I am, am ever outside to look at the sky, you know? So it's just, I think, and that's how it's also is, is like when you start to hear like three or four different things happen to someone, like if someone's like, oh, I, I woke up outside last night um, and uh, I have this cut and this memory and this thing. It's like if you can be like, oh, you you sleepwalk. But like, you know, once it starts to have like two or three things yeah. that sound like they were abducted, it's like, well, <laughs> maybe they were. Um, so that's kind of, yeah. you know, just that's that's where I'm interested is like there's a lot of ways to dis prove it but once you start having a few things and someone really feels like they went in a spaceship it's like maybe they did <laughs> you know like why not like but maybe they thought that they could handle it and certain people couldn't handle it yeah and well I i'd know. like to like be ve- a little earlier oh go uh, ahead no i just i want to make it very clear i am not ready i do not want to go on a spaceship you like, don't want to be okay yeah, for listening. aliens don't, you're I don't not ready to be abducted yeah. me neither okay whoever's listening put me on that list too <laughs> okay. not ready i couldn't handle it <laughs> yeah well i had a friend growing up that swore all the time in so much detail that he was abducted and he wow. knew every little thing and he was kind of crazy anyway but i was like well that could have done it you know, yeah. which came first. <laughs> yeah. But he just swears so vivid. And everyone's like, wow. yeah, okay, Ronnie. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. We're all messed up now. Yeah. But, but he was so convincing. I mean, it just, I was like, how could he? And he was, it's not like something the first time he met you. You know, I got to know him over a few years. He's like, this is going to sound crazy and stuff. But, yeah. you know, I was like, whoa, uh, yeah. I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that's. But, yeah, maybe some people are more. Yeah, I think that's like my interest in it was started from being like, oh, my God, these poor people like are having this experience and people are being mean to them and they deserve to be supported whether or not it was aliens. Like if somebody hasn't been abducted and they think they have, they deserve just as much love and support. You know what I mean? And then like that kind of got me interested in it. And then the more. I kept hearing and seeing like similarities. I was like, Oh, this is, this is really happening. And it's not a small group. It's a huge amount of people. Um, And it's, you know, and they're supporting each other, which I think is, is super cool. You know, Um, most, what percentage 
would you say have had a bad experience or is it normally just a neutral thing or is it ever a good experience? Like they feel they come out? No. Oh, well, I mean, I think typically there's no, there's no typical, um, but I, I think it's pretty extreme. I think people, I mean, you could get, this could get pretty heavy easily, but I think people are either like super scared and really don't like it. Um, or people feel like they've been chosen for, um, a reason and they just want to know why they were chosen. Um, and I mean, these people believe in like a hybrid program that they're part of, um, you know, like mm-hmm. a inter species. Right. Like, so yeah. Like, See, I can believe some of that. So yeah, <laughs> I can. Kind of believe yeah. I that. mean, it, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but again, like, yeah, I just started off being like, oh, my God, like there's people that think they're having alien babies and like they have no support. Like I want to make them feel supported. Um, and then I was like, wow, this is there's I feel more like there's stuff I don't know than like that I do know, you know. So I, I was like, oh, I'm going to believe this because it's why would I, you know, I don't want to take like authority over the situation. I just want yeah, to be helpful. It's real to them. Either way, it's real yeah. to you. So then it's got, I mean, yeah. when I was uh, younger, like my teenagers had panic attacks. Oh and I was, at first thought it was like my heart or something yeah. going wrong. And they did all the tests and stuff. And they're like, no, no, nothing's wrong. You're fine. It's on your mind. But I'm like, well, then there's still a problem, though. There's something right. still I'm worried about this, you know, yeah. and over time and dealing with it, knowing it wasn't. But if it's real to you, then it's just as real as, totally. as anything is. I have panic so, attacks, too. That sucks. Those are real. That does. Stinkers. And if you're not used to it the first time they happen, you really, I mean, I went to like the emergency room and stuff and just yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah. Well, and have it's, you, yeah, it's have you uh, like do you have less of them than you used to have or have you stopped having them? Oh, a lot less. Cause I just, yeah, I tell myself that it's not. And even if it is, what's the worst case scenario? Is it the worst thing to fall down dead today, right now, <laughs> enjoying a beautiful day and doing a podcast and like the, you know, it's, yeah. you can't really control it. So I learned to deal with it in my mind. That's amazing. And, That's so cool. And some like, meditating, walking, things like that. All. Oh, wow. Do you so, do um, any uh, like form of meditation that you'd be willing to share with me <laughs> and us? Um, no, I have a thing I say like over and over, like oh, repeat, cool. but no like, no like organized thing. Oh, okay, I've cool. Done or anything. I have oh. something, the same thing I repeat, you know. Yeah, so, is it like transcendental stuff, or is it just you? But personal? not really. Okay. Yeah, it's just more like chanting or cool. you know, saying a mantra over and over. And um, that's amazing. Know, I don't know if I can remember it now. I think I would say it. Um, well, no, I'd rather you, not. Yeah, um, you don't have. Then maybe to. it takes some of the magic away. Yeah, so, no. Keep it. Protected. But it's just wishing like different people. It's wishing different people like happiness, love, having a good life and going through people that I love. Like we were talking about, I do really believe in a shared consciousness that we all oh, yeah. kind of are tapped into things like we're yeah. talking about. 
if I believe kind of if you do the New York Times crossword puzzle right. or anything like that yeah. later in the day, it becomes easier and easier because other people have figured it out and it's out there in the ether so cool. for you to draw upon. Yeah. Um, and you look at like medicines getting all figured out in different countries and stuff yeah. before there was internet or anything. But around the same time, for millions of years, no one knew this. And now everyone knows the same thing, kind of. So That's that so to cool. me is always weird. That's so cool. You know? um, so I believe in that. I believe everyone's a little clairvoyant that we all kind of know things. Like I do feel things are going to happen. And most, a lot of times they will happen. It's yeah. not everything. I can't pick and choose what <laughs> I get feelings like this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, don't you? Totally. Things? Yeah. Can you uh, explain your experience of clairvoyance? Because I feel like for a lot of people, I feel like it's really different, like um, for everyone, for, for me and for everyone. But can you explain how you pick up on like your clairvoyance or how it feels? Um, well, one we were talking about earlier, I believe, especially with people, I can be around people a short time and figure like, wow, they're going to be in my life forever, kind of. Yeah. Or, pretty much just know something and it is that way you know yeah. and i'm like how do you know that after a day or two or yeah. weeks or anything like that and, and um so i believe you, you know yeah do you think that that's tapping into the collective consciousness or that there's fate or what do you attribute that to yeah um i guess fate and knowing again yeah tapping into something higher that's yeah. already out there and that person knows like what you know and you're kind of in tap that we have the same references we like the, the same things we think the same way that's um, so cool so i think you feel that um certain events and stuff i think like oh this is going to turn out really well or i don't have to worry about this or this is going to happen and it happens yeah and not everything like probably only 15% of the time do I get the strong feeling about an event. Is like, the feeling you know, something in will your, come and I'll know. Sorry, is the feeling in your mind like a knowing or is it like in your body or or is it you just like a flash? No, it's in my mind, but it's complete confidence because I overthink okay. things all the time. Oh, like, oh wow. my God, did I say that right? Did I do that? You know, in this, it's just like, whoa, total confidence. This is the way this is going to be. That's and amazing. That's the way it's going to be. Thank and you. even like my dad had a great childhood. He grew up taking us to the racetrack. And sometimes not knowing anything about, though we try to teach us handicapping horses and all this, I would just pick one and, you know, lose some of that. But then sometimes I would just know this is going to, this horse is going to win. That's amazing. Um, I, I've never so heard. I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard it described so well and so uh, simply as it is a confidence. That's That's exactly Thank you so much. That's cool because yeah. I feel like I have yeah. that. Yeah, you just know you're confident and and everything else just falls away. And when you start yeah, to it just like, goes away, that doubt. Yeah. yeah. And when you question it and stop being confident is when you lose it, um, like in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Thank you so much. That's I'm so excited to have this uh, seed of information for the rest of my life. Thank you so much. Because, um, yeah, we've been... You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. We've been, like, working on, you know, manifesting and just kind of just also just trying to be better <laughs> every day or whatever. But um, 
the more we're together, the more sort of, I guess, psychic shit happens, you know, <laughs> like the more, uh, you know, we, as also as a band, you communicate non-verbally. So it, it's strengthened between us, but, um, but mm. yeah, like, like when we're trying to define it, I think that that's, that's exactly spot on. It, it's, it's having a confidence and just being like, you just know, uh, I wish it could be like and that. Bands are great. Yeah. That's a really, yeah, that's a great, uh, way to describe it too. Cause bands are such a unit sometimes. And they, I think they really can, good bands are tapping into the same thing yeah. in a spiritual way. Uh, yeah. Would you say, yeah. I mean, you have so much experience with bands. Would you say that typically like each, each position people are pretty similar, like drummers are pretty much drummers. Bass players are pretty much bass players. Like singers are singers. <laughs> I hate to stereotype that, but yes, I think there is a stereotypical Drummer, bass player, singer. <laughs> um, and maybe they just see it so much in culture and stuff. And that's the way they think like, oh, drummers are crazy and wild. Bass players are kind of shy or, you know, and we all then kind of make it happen that way. But no, I think there are personalities that certain instruments or ways attract. Yeah. Uh, uh you to that instrument or thing. Don't you? Totally. I think I actually do you think there's like stereotypical. I do. I mean, I, I do a hundred percent. And I was talking like one person, Ian Spinonius, who's from DC. We talked about that a lot. Like, um, he brought it to my attention that, um, drummers are like athletes, like they're running in place. They're like, there's somebody that needs to like hit stuff in time. That's a very specific mm-hmm. type of human, you know, not to be, not to be confused with like a guitar player or like, you know what I mean? It's like a very physical thing. So it's like um, yeah. having someone like that, you know, it, it, it's a pretty. It's, it's a very, workout too. And it's yeah. a weird thing. It's all exists just in this time that doesn't, it's only made possible by them saying this is the timing of right. that and well, time yeah. and space. That's totally. so true. Yeah. They're like the captain of the ship. So nothing can really, or like the pitcher or something, you know, like they are the leader. Um, but it's a human that uh, needs to be consistent while hitting something. And that's a <laughs> really specific. And you got to have it. I don't think. Like- People realize the importance of the drummer, too. Yeah. I think that's the most... Guitars everywhere. Dime a dozen, I think. Yeah. And I hate to say that. And, of course, yeah, there's very special people. But hitting the right drummer, just... Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, Brendan Canty from Fugazi yeah. just yeah. amazes me. How many other instruments... You know, he plays every instrument, knows yeah. all this stuff. And yeah. just everything about yeah. it. Just, yeah. Drummers... Yeah, a drummer amazing. that's an all-around musician. Yeah, they're... They're like supernatural creatures, honestly, I think. But to, yeah. To yeah and, <laughs> and he doesn't sing with the group. I, be, I think he has a better voice than Guy or Ian, really. <laughs> I hope they don't see this. Um, but I don't think it's like, the emotions up, but he doesn't sing on any of the songs. Or, yeah. You know, but technically, I think yeah. he's better that. But the drums on the Fugazi stuff, oh, it just blows me away. Yeah, it's you crazy. Need that backbone. You need yeah, that. I can't imagine being. Um, a high school kid without Fugazi, you know, <laughs> like I can't imagine yeah. 
Yeah, rite of passage. Yeah, Yeah. just that was such a big part of kind of like, I guess, the rage I had, you know, it's just like listening to that, um, Mm. such an important place to put that emotion of just like, nobody gets me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's like such a great band for people to get lost in. It's cool. (laughs) What were your big inspirations musically? Um, I... I went through a lot, but I of of <laughs> I went through a lot. No, I went through a lot of phases. Like of growing stuff. up, what was the first stuff you listened to? I mean, I listened the witch to, stuff. So. Oh no, I, I was kidding. But um, my I mean, when I was a kid, I they I grew up with I have like four older sisters and my and parents, and uh, they listened to like a lot of show tunes like really obsessed with like oh, uh, interesting. yeah and so which i'm realizing now is a big part of my melody like how mm. i've just like um a big part of it had a huge impact on the way i i feel like a song structure and a, a melodic line is whatever but i think that's hilarious because mm-hmm. i don't think anyone would listen to our music and be like i think they listen to like Sound of Music and Annie okay. or whatever. Yeah, Oklahoma and Annie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would never have thought that or said that. <laughs> but now that you say it, I can kind of see, I see that. Yeah. You know, it, and the melody and, yeah, the melodic. Yeah, and it's and funny. And kind of um, hooks. Yeah. And then, yeah, and totally. That. And I also listen to, like, a lot of, um, like, singing jazz. Uh, I was obsessed with, like, Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald. Like, really... Um, and I went to school for jazz and like uh, really like the blues. And um, but in high school, I had like indie rock phase, like total mod, ska phase, goth phase. Like I went hard at every single subculture, like super oh, hard. Nice. Yeah. What, I were have, your, what were your favorite goth bands? I mean, what were some of your favorite goth I loved like, like Bauhaus yeah. early. No, I mean like oh yeah, like harder stuff. I'm just kind of harder stuff. Like industrial or like white zombie and oh, like yeah. I went hard. <laughs> but nice. uh, yeah, but um, I feel like I also ha- yeah I had the like um, you know like the Chicago indie rock phase of like sea and cake. And things, you know, like uh, that kind. Oh, I, yeah. I really uh-huh. went hard. Uh, wow, but, you really have eclectic taste. You've gone yeah. through everything pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, well, do, don't you have super eclectic? You do. I mean, I, I've seen that you've worked with every kind of music, it seems like. Yeah, I do. But I also feel that I'm kind of a snob with it. I'm open and love every kind of music, like every genre you named. But I feel some of it's so bad. Like, yeah, some, especially some of the jazz singing stuff. Like, I love Nina Simone so much. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. But then yeah. there's some of that same type of stuff would be in that oh, category yeah. no. that I just can't. You know, I know. Listen to it. And it I just, know. I went to school for vocal so, jazz. So, of anyone I know, like it is the worst kind of music. It's 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 the worst if category. It's done badly. Yes. Yeah, it's the worst right. category. If I had to eliminate, sorry, other people in this category, but if I had to get to do one category and eliminate one category, that's what I would choose. <laughs> like. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, I would never guess you went to music school, though, <laughs> yeah. because it seems 
I don't know. So many people I know that went to like Berkeley or the Guitar Institute or something like that just become so either like shredders or just, <laughs> I don't know. They don't approach music. It takes some of the like discovery fun out of it because they already just well, so into it. And now it's just discipline. Yeah. You I know, your like, stuff comes so easy and that. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm into improvised music. Like that's my favorite. And also like, um, I like pop music, <laughs> like not actually pop music, but I like writing pop music. Um, but yeah, I didn't go mm. to like, I went to like a community college and just uh, took, was like, studied music you know and they had like a jazz department but it wasn't there were, there wasn't structure to it so it wasn't like I ever learned structure I know how to read music but I don't like I, I'm not a structured person it wasn't like I went to like some school and like you know was a good student and like learned anything I just yeah I went there <laughs> and just tried to learn as much as I could and then quit to go on tour so don't don't <laughs> you're, would, you you're, ever do a, would you ever do a jazz album um, no, I don't think so. I don't. Uh, yeah. I'd buy that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that's an like, um, I don't know if that's in there anymore. I think what I learned from it is um, you're supposed to like sound like an instrument and be like an instrument <laughs> when you sing jazz. Um, and I think I, I learned a lot of that and it's good for arranging, but I don't know that that's good for arranging jazz. <laughs> like, I don't think Larry would be on board either. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not his style. Yeah. <laughs> You'd say no. That's where I draw the line, right? Yeah. You'd say no to that. Yeah. I would like to make like a Halloween record though, that maybe is less Ooh. of a genre and more just like, you know, like a fun spooky like good time um but oh that would be really cool yeah, yeah there's not a lot of really great you know like monster mash or yeah there's I not enough there's i tried to make halloween playlist before and it always starts with lydia lunch doing spooky though her version of spooky exactly Have you heard that? oh my God. exactly oh. that's on my halloween playlist it every year they like people ask us for one and that's always on it but yeah there's not enough yeah. like i feel like um, Halloween's been getting bigger and bigger every year. <laughs> and I feel like it just makes people feel good to just be whatever you want. And there's no judgment. Um, and I feel like I just, I love Halloween for that reason, but I also love like all the decorations. I, I, you know, I just think it's so cool. Um, and I think that there's not enough new music based on Halloween. <laughs> like, I feel like it's really, we've let Halloween down. Um, and you know, like two years ago, there was something on like Buzzfeed or one of those about Mariah Carey's Christmas song. Um, and they mm -hmm. did a little thing explaining, uh, how come it's the most famous Christmas song ever. And since then I've just been like, I need to write the most famous Halloween song. Like there's you yes. know, it's just this gaping hole, <laughs> this gaping hole where uh, waiting, calling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe if I make it, you can make the video. Would you? I would be honored. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be so That'd be so fun. Yes. <laughs> Count, me in. Count me in. Are there any new bands you have hope in the future of music? 
that you like or the people coming up along the new music? You know, yeah. New bands you're doing? I mean, I've, I, to be honest, at this point right now, I have no idea. I can't remember anything I was excited about. Um, just, just to be honest is like, um, there's tons of bands, but, uh, I've like kind of shut off a part of my head that remembers <laughs> like certain things. Yeah. What, what bands are you into or what, what new bands do you like? Maybe you'll help me remember. Uh, oh, well, I don't know how new they are. I mean, to me, they're kind of new, but some people, I guess when you're born, but like St. Vincent, I really love Oh yeah, um, cool. her new record. Yeah. Um, but like even younger, well, Skating Polly. Oh yeah, I love them. For. I really, yeah. really, I love those guys. I um, love them, and I love your videos too. Just, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, they get. I mean, they're so passionate about it, but it's not. It doesn't have to have that perfection and yeah. everything. No auto tune or you know, yeah, totally. The beauty of that kind of thing. Out yeah. There. So well, I love Starcrawler. Who you know? Oh yeah. Um, but they're yeah. yeah it's yeah. hard to say what's they new. They did a pancake mountain. Yeah, I know. I saw that was so cool. That's amazing. that was one of the best ones. We showed that to some TV executives, and they would go, "What the fuck is this? I would never show this to my child. What do you guys? Look, what is this even about?" That's so um, cool. Yeah, I love that one. one. Yeah. So what? Um, yeah. What? How, what have you? What are you like excited about? in the future or today, even today? Well, I've been really kind of excited. There, there hadn't been a lot of video shoots recently with the pandemic. The studio I work out of most of the time is closed. Um, so I've been doing a lot of just playing music or sampling and stuff myself. Cool. Yeah. And for the weird, it's kind of weird. I've been doing a lot of like trip hop, like really oh, cool. slow tempo, down yeah. tempo kind of stuff. But I'm not really a fan of that genre. Um, like I love Porter's Head and Massive Attack and some of yeah. that, but I don't know what was drew me to it. I guess the production and the detail of it yeah. and stuff. So I've been really heavy into not really loving that, but I love making these that's so important hop kind of sounding songs. So, no, yeah. that's that's so cool. There's so much music. I make a lot of music I really don't like and and it, it stopped me from making it because I was like, you don't like this, but it, it's like a I like making it. You know, I think that's so cool that you do that because it's it's obviously needs to come out in some way. And if it's fun to make, that's the important part, not like yeah. the end. And maybe you're thinking, hey, it just went done right. There's a get like Halloween music. There's a big hole here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show you guys how to do hip hop, baby. Yeah, I'm going to lay it down for you. Yeah, I want to hear <laughs> so, it. That's so cool. Maybe it's that confident. Maybe I already know. Darn, I don't have a strong feeling, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can sit on but. it and sort of, like, let your mind roll around it. But so are you in Los Angeles or Georgia? Yes. Okay. I'm in Los Angeles right now. I've been working on some videos. Cool. Um, I was actually at Allison Woods earlier. I was oh, staying cool. there. Uh, but right now, I'm at the Spooky Ace Hotel, cool. which used to be United Artists back in the day. So I bet there's some old, like, famous ghost or something <laughs> in here. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, um I wish it were different and I could see you and give you a hug. Um, but I super, super appreciate you taking time and, 
Um, and just, I super appreciate you. Is there anything else you want to tell uh, the world of this podcast before we go? No, just, I don't be nice to each other and, you know, <laughs> do, do what's right. Everyone should know, I think, but that. So I've really enjoyed this. No, it's opened my mind to new ideas and things. I haven't looked at it a certain way, you know, it's like made me look in a different direction. Of yeah, so. no, this was so cool. I might, um, yeah, I feel like I want a round two one day just to like uh, see where you're at. Like oh. if you've seen any UFOs or, or, you know, or whatever, if you change your mind, if you're like, I know there aren't UFOs, let me tell you. Um, but I'd really love to, um, you know, keep in touch and I, you know, would really love to, make a video with you one day <laughs> um yeah i love working together like you said i was so excited to meet you that day for the fittings yeah i was so excited like oh yeah hey i like no i knew of you and all that so that was so fun That's so and then one of the last gigs i saw before this crazy pandemic oh, yeah. i was there with alice and ian Remember that? I got yeah. some great photos and stuff. Yeah. I don't think I stayed in the band. It was that Doc Martin thing. Yeah. I think. That was that, one of the last shows I saw. Oh, wow. That was, yeah, that, that was it. I would like to note something about that just for anyone that listens. Is that show, we walked, it, it got moved from where it was supposed to be to this like kind of sort of like square kind of I don't know like a weird place that we weren't super into and we were like this is gonna suck and like all, all the people that were doing sound were really those kind of people that um treat girls bad and are like you don't know how to set up you know all this stuff and we were oh. like this is gonna suck yeah. and then the minute we like got up on stage we were like oh my god this is the most fun thing ever so the lesson here is don't ruin your own day like, don't yeah. let one thing, like, ruin the rest of the day because you can always turn it around. And I forgot that because I, I had such a bad attitude. I was, like, actually talking back to the dudes. Like, I know how to set up my amp, which, like, usually I'll just brush it off. But, like, that day I was, like, in a mood. Um, but, yeah, that show <laughs> was so fun. And I'm so glad you were there because. That's so funny you said that because I wondered when we all walked in. I was like, where's Bonnie having this? What? What yeah. is this place and stuff? And then got down there and it was pretty cool and the sound was good in there and the energy yeah. and yeah, yeah, it was an amazing show. Yeah. So was, I yeah. was wondering too, like, what is this? Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it felt like a corporate thing and I was taking it super personal because it was like um, called, sorry, but it was called the Edison and I was like, I hate Edison. Like I'm a Tesla girl. Like he stole his idea. You know, I was just taking yeah, it to like, from- yeah, I was taking it to the yeah, next yeah. level of being in a sourpuss or whatever. So it was like, it, it really, I really remember that like of all shows that was like our second to last show, but just like how you're really in charge of, of, of your time, you know? Uh, and don't be a big baby because I would, you know, do anything to go back on that weird stage again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but thanks for being yeah. there. That's what keeps me going. The little surprises in life that when you think everything's going to suck or be just total shit, it surprises you. And yeah. you know, that keeps me going. I want to wait around for the next surprise. Yay. So. Well, I, I can't wait to uh, surprises with you. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, see surprises. Yeah, me too.、Um, I know we'll be doing something. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast.、Um, I'm going to turn it off.